and welcome to Electronic Ears with me, Fenner. Been delighted to see over the last couple of weeks that Georgia is getting a bit more airtime. Obviously, her PR people are all over the new album, Seeking Thrills, which came out either early this month or late last year. As I mentioned before, the Minx and I are off to see her playing in Liverpool either next month or in March, which I'm very much looking forward to. And I'm going to start off this week's show with a track from that album. This is called Ray Guns. Georgia and Ray Guns taken from her album Seeking Thrills. So amongst the amount of huge amount of advertising junk I get in my Instagram feed, occasionally I get a little gem from Mute Records, who advertise this week that Lee Ronaldo and uh, Paul Refree have a new album coming out, which is them working together, some tracks on their own, some tracks with other people. Uh, the album's called Names of North End Women, but this week they released a lead single off that, which I am, it took me a little bit to get into, but I really like it. This is called Light Years Out. I want to look like a man who has nowhere to go, nowhere he's got to be, at large in the 21st century. Light years from your smile, a light rain is falling on Manhattan. We're tired of turning corners, tired of talking. I don't want to talk anymore. You're light years out. Oh. 
masked young men on parade with bronze queens on their arms, clutching their on-stand hills of caves and mountain minutes, distant hills of caves. In my pants, the outline of the city on the horizon, written in ten different languages, with one hundred different pens. You had all the same stories, twice told tales, told twice more, and then some. of space, a random collection of cells, random genetics. free and light years out taken from their forthcoming album names of north end women now i've mentioned before on here that occasionally i do a bit of writing for a blog called the song sommelier i wrote a piece on mark hollis and talk talk uh, what else have i done it's all gone out of my mind but i have this week been asked to do one about japan which has been published today in fact you can find it as song sommelier on twitter and instagram in fact and it's been interesting actually being limited to 1500 words and 33 tracks to do a piece about Japan, who were a stunningly influential band, really. Uh, formed in 1977, I think, probably earlier than that, actually. Um, 
based themselves loosely on the New York Dolls, which is kind of the glam punk movement from uh, the states that pre- precluded or oh, precursed rather uh, British punk and. You know, you would have written them off on the on the strength of their first album. The second one was interesting, but then the third, fourth, and fifth albums were all just staggering development as a band. Just their playing, their songwriting, their performances. Um, so, of course, I've been playing a lot of Japan this week, and that has worked its way into this playlist. And the first track I'm going to play is actually a track that was recorded by two members of the band after Japan split up. Uh, Steve Jansen, who was David Sylvian's brother, and still is, in fact, and Richard Barbieri, who now plays with Porcupine Tree. And they had an outfit called the Dolphin Brothers, who released an album called Catch the Fall. And I remember at the time being a bit dismissive of this track. There were elements of it that I thought were too much, oh, oh, too much of a debt to Talk Talks, Life's What You Make It. But I think that was probably a bit harsh. It's a good piece of pop. This is the Dolphin Brothers and Shining.
Dolphin Brothers and Shining. And you can hear, I think, how much David Sylvian's vocal style has kind of gone across to his brother, Steve Jansen, who sang on that as well as playing drums. I'm not sure who played guitar, actually, but again, the guitaring was very much of the kind of late Japan period feel to it. And David Rhodes played with them for a bit. So he's a big, I'm a big fan of his. And also a guy called Masami Chushia. Um, now, one person who never worked with David Sylvian, I was kind of surprised by this, is Brian Eno. They moved in the same circles. Uh, Sylvian uh, collaborated with people like Holger Zuke, Mark Isham, uh, David Torn. I know Mark Isham and, and Brian Eno did some stuff together. I think it would have been interesting to see what Eno brought out of Sylvian. On the other hand, I could really see them butting heads. Um, I mentioned Brian Eno because he recorded an album a couple of years ago with an outfit called The Gift. And it's a great album. The album's called Alter. And of course... I suppose whenever Eno's involved in anything, I'm looking for something slightly odd. And then I have to remember how many great pop albums he's been involved with. The James albums, some of the U2 albums. Uh, I think the stuff that he did with Talking Heads, like Remain in Light, is kind of what I was half imagining this gift album would sound like. But it doesn't. It's a great piece of pop. And this is the opening track from that album, and it's called I Loved It All.
The Gift, and I loved it all, taken from their album Alter. So after they'd done the Dolphin Brothers album, Jansen and Barbieri carried on working together on and off for actually decades to come, really. And time, and now and then they would play with Mick Kahn or he would play with them. And Jansen and Barbieri, once they'd dropped this Dolphin Brothers moniker, released an album under their surnames called Stories Across Borders. Um, and I've picked the track I'm going to play for you in a moment just because Mick Kahn plays on that as well. And it is a great piece of music. Actually, I hadn't listened to it for years. I only came back across it uh, this week when I was researching for the podcast, for the article I was writing for the blog. Um, but there's all of this solo stuff that Janssen and Barbieri and Khan did. It always seems to miss a little something. Um, and that something is always David Sylvie. And I'm not what it is, sure. I can't put my finger on what it is that he brings to the songwriting process. I mean, he never fails to have a pop element in what he does, just somewhere tucked away, or at least a kind of keen sense of melody. And as I say, there's just the sense sometimes with the, with the other guys from the band that their solo stuff missed something. But this, having said all that, is a good track. Taken from Stories Across Borders, this is Jansen and Barbieri with Mick Kahn, and it's called Long Tales, Tall Shadows.
Janssen and Barbieri featuring Mick Kahn and Long Tail's Tall Shadows taken from these stories across Borders albums. This year marks 40 years since the release of John Fox's first solo album, Metamatic, which he released having left Ultravox. So he fronted Ultravox for three albums and then they split up and Midjure joined and then Ultravox went on to great fame and glory with songs like Vienna and what have you. And John Fox carried on kind of ploughing his own furrow and he had, I mean, he's, I think it took a great deal of confidence for him to go from a band that used electronics, which obviously was Ultravox, to one that was purely electronic. And he went for a very kind of what he looked for in a kind of, he didn't want to have an American influence on the album. He was looking for a more European sound, but also a very minimalist sound. So he, he recorded the songs and then kind of took out at every stage in the song, whatever he thought wasn't necessary. So it is a very sparse album. It sounds of its time, I think it's fair to say. But if you're interested in electronic music and the history of electronic music, uh, it certainly bears a listen. I think probably the most well-known song off the album is Underpass. This track is tucked away and one that actually for a long, long time didn't really occur to me that it was a, what a good song it was. This is called Blurred Girl.
John Fox and Blurred Girl. And listening to that just as it plays now, I can hear why it didn't appeal to me at the time, but I really do like it very much now. But back to Japan, one of actually only two actual Japan tracks I'm going to play this evening. Um, when I gave, handed over the piece of writing that I'd done about Japan and the Spotify playlist, it was pointed out that I'd included one song live. I'd done a studio version and a very good live version of the track Obscure Alternatives. So that was kind of knocked back. So I had to find a last minute replacement and I couldn't think what to put on in place of the Obscure Alternatives live. And then I remember Remembered uh, this B-side tucked away uh, on the Art of Party singles. Now, Japan weren't a big band for B-sides. I can only, th- off the top of my head, only think of three, maybe four tracks they wrote as B-sides. Usually they put on old album tracks or live versions or what have you. Um, but the tracks I say uh, that I'm going to play is the B-side of their single, The Art of Parties. And I remember you know, how music can sometimes lock you in a place and time. And when I was at university, I was absolutely skint. But a friend of mine, uh, his parents lived in Paris. And so I managed to go out and visit him uh, for a week. And while I was there, I made a compilation tape from his records and this track was on it. So whenever I hear this, I always remember traveling around by train uh, on the way back from France. This is Japan and life without buildings.
Japan and Life Without Buildings. I used to wonder why that wasn't included on the main album, Tin Drum. And I think listening to it now, actually, it probably is just a bit too similar to the other instrumental track on the album, which is called Canton. Um, but I love it all the same. Right, moving on to a track by Robin. And I'm playing this for a couple of reasons. I really, really like her eponymous album from 2007. But this particular track I'm going to play for you now called Konnichiwa is really redolent of the sound of The Punishment of Luxury, the album that OMD brought out a couple of years ago. Uh, in fact, this sounds very much like the start of the title track itself, I think. Um, the vocal is interesting as much as it's not the kind of thing I would normally listen to, but I have really enjoyed having it playing on the playlist this week. This is Robin and Konnichiwa. from her 2007 album, Robin, which, as I say, just bears that stunning resemblance to the punishment of luxury. Um, so last week was when Craven Fultz finally released their album Erratics and Unconformities. And I'm so used to hearing their stuff released on these EPs, I wasn't sure how it could work as a whole album. And it really does. And I find myself now wondering just who these two guys are. I have my suspicions, actually. They're in a, I think they may be two guys from another couple of bands that I really like. Um, but I'm not going to speculate on air. I'm just going to play you a track from this new album by Craven Fultz. This is Cupola Smelt Mill.
the wonderful Craven Faults and Cupola Smelt Mill taken from their album Erratics and Unconformities, which came out uh, last week or maybe the week before. So I'm going to close the show with another Japan track, one that I couldn't include uh, on my post for Song Sommelier because for that I can only use stuff that's available on uh, Spotify. But this is a track that I got a couple of years ago off YouTube. It's a really uh, good recording though. Uh, in fact, I've played it on the show before, but I think it bears playing again this week. It's a arrangement of ghosts that Ruchi Sakamoto did for their performance on the Old Grey Whistle Test, which you can find on YouTube. And I think we've only ever played this once, and it's absolutely lovely. So before I leave you with that, I'll just say thanks very much for listening. I hope you'll be back next week. And until then, cheers. Bye.
Just came 